You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Wednesday morning. What do you say we do this? The Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? Nice to see you. And across from me is a blank chair because Al is on vacation. Al watching sports this week, sort of. Uh, I did see him post at some point yesterday that he is watching the quarterback documentary, and it does sound like to me he is about as unimpressed is not the right word not as engaged in it as i think a lot of people thought we would be it's kind of it's okay it's good it's fine it's not the greatest thing in the world but uh, i think his quote was something along the lines of um, not as uh, patrick mahomes not as likable as he thought kirk cousins more likable marcus mariota boring yeah pretty much i mean that's pretty much the series it is neat good footage but whatever so he will be back uh, on monday as his um second of eight vacation weeks this summer uh, will come to an end on friday you know, I really thought uh, last night as I'm watching the baseball and I'm watching everything uh, unfold with the Mets uh, and, of course, then the Yankees last night that that we would do probably the full hour on how the Yankees all of a sudden suck. The Mets won, but you don't feel great about it, although I will tell you at the end of the day, they won, you move on. You know, it's a win is a win. It's Major League Baseball, whatever. But I understand the theory that, you know what, you kind of walk away from it not feeling as good as you should, second straight win, almost gave it away, almost the keyword there. I really thought that this first segment would be all about baseball, and it will be, and we will do that. And by the way, four calls. That's right, four calls coming up after the break, 877-337-6666 on whatever you want to talk about. The one thing I didn't think we would discuss would be Saquon Barkley. Why would we? We know what's going on. The franchise tag. He's not happy. Blah, 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 blah. He's going to be there. It is what it is. He's going to get his $10 million, not what it should be. Uh, but but Saquon Barkley will be there opening the opening Sunday for the Giants. I'm not so sure anymore. And I'll tell you why. So I come in this morning, and I heard a passing reference by either McMonagle or Marco about Barkley being on some podcast and discussing this. And by the way, as open as I think I have ever heard, I mean, he's a pretty open guy, but he was really getting uh, in-depth into the negotiations with the Giants, what the tag means about being and wanting to be the highest-paid running back um, on a podcast called the, the Money Matters Podcast. So I decided to come in, and instead of get to all the baseball stuff, I said, you know what, let me go find the podcast if I can. I didn't find the entire podcast, but I did find a lot of clips of it. And I don't mean eight-second clips where words can be twisted. I mean like two-minute clips where what he is discussing 
is everything that you need to hear in context of what he is talking about. So I'm going to play a couple. I'm going to play them throughout the course of the morning with Boomer and Geo, of course. Now, this this podcast, I believe, was recorded on July 12th. Today's July 19th, so it's exactly a week ago. In the middle, he gets tagged. He does not come to an agreement. So I really do think a lot of what I'm about to play holds up post-tag, which I don't think he signed yet. So the first one is, this is his... This is where he discusses the possibility, which I never thought was possible, that he could sit out and that it has crossed his mind. Here is Barkley. My leverage is I can say you to the Giants. I can say to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I right. won't play it down. All right. So he goes on to say, but I really I don't want to do that. Like he, he says it's not me. That's not that's not what I do. Um, and so, all right, I'm watching it thinking, yeah, of course, exactly. But then he actually does question it. Am I willing? Am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. And then he would go on and talk about how he will confide in others and blah, 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 blah. But where it really gets concerning to me is where he talks about the respect factor and clearly making $10 million next year and likely being tagged the year after that, that's going to be an issue. If the best back was getting paid $13 million, and I want to be, the, I believe I'm the best back in the NFL. Like, I should get 15. All hypothetical situation. Obviously, that's not even the case what it is. I should get 15. And hypothetical, but you get the point he's trying to make. You know, Christian McCaffrey's making 16. We know that. So I don't know, listening to this and watching, and there's more of it, and like I said, I will play it throughout the course of the morning. For the first time, I sat here with G on Monday and Tuesday, and I said, he's not sitting out. Like, not even for a second did I think he would because the thought is, like, what does he gain from that? I will tell you, not only listening to it, but watching him, you can see the frustration on his face, and you can hear it. And as you continue to watch and listen, it has become evident to me that it's a real possibility. And so now you think of that and what the Giants did last year and what a huge part that he is to that team and to the success of the quarterback if he actually held out. So let's let's play this out. I gave I gave the Emmett Smith reference yesterday. When Emmett Smith held out, I should have went back and looked. I think it was 93, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was 95. I don't remember. He held out the first 2 weeks. The Cowboys lost the first 2 games and I remember Jerry Jones was like, "Oh hell no, we're not doing this. Sign the guy." And he got the contract he wanted. The Cowboys went on to win the Super Bowl that year. I think they were the first team to start 0-2 that won the Super Bowl. The Giants are coming off finally a good season. You've got the GM. You've got the head coach in place. You've got the quarterback locked up and paid. He played really well last year. Uh, If not the fewest turnovers by a quarterback, he was top two or three. That's how good he was protecting the ball. Some real good quality wins last season and a playoff berth. The Giants want to take the next step. They just paid the quarterback. They're starting to feel success. They go into they go into training camp. Rookies uh, yesterday, the veterans next week, all positive, except for the fact that your arguable, arguably your best player is not going to be there. What I am now convinced of is that Saquon Barkley is not going to report to training camp next week. I wasn't so sure of that either the other day. Now I don't think there's a chance in hell he shows up for training camp, at least not in the beginning. Now I think there's a chance he's not there for much of training camp, and now I think he sits out. Does that mean he sits out the season? I don't know. But I will tell you, if Saquon Barkley, listening to that, 
and knowing and hearing from him that he is genuinely disappointed with the situation. I think that that's probably a pretty good word to use. And he sits out and the Giants get out to an 0-3 start and the quarterback's not all that great, not performing like he did last year. And the next guy up, because apparently we always talk about next man up, the next man up isn't Saquon Barkley. That puts the Giants in a hell of a spot, doesn't it? And I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team. I think they're a good team, like they were last year. Could they be a playoff team again? Yeah, I think if you're a fan, you you expect them to be a playoff team again next year. But if you take their best player off the field, one of two things is going to happen. Well, I guess one of three things. One of three things could happen. They could just kind of muddle along, win a game, lose a game, eh, whatever. You don't really feel the impact of Barkley not being there, but you feel like it could be better. That helps nobody. They could get out to a bad start to where the Giants panic and say, get this guy on the field and give him something better and give him a deal he'll agree to. Or scenario number three, which would be a devastating blow for Saquon Barkley. Maybe the running back position is overvalued. Maybe the next guy up does good enough and they're winning games to where while he might be their best player and while he might be the best running back in the NFL, maybe, just maybe, because it's a passing league now. Maybe it doesn't matter as much. This is a dangerous game. If you're Saquon Barkley. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. He also said, again, I'll play it in a little while. Um, He also talked about the fact that the Giants did offer him a contract extension during the bye week, but he decided to bet on himself because he was having a great season. He felt great. And damn it, he went on and did great things. He had a great season last year. I think it was 1,800 combined yards. Was it 1,300 on the ground and another four or 500 receiving or 400 receiving, something like that? But what if? Like, those are your scenarios. Saquon said he is going to talk to his family. He is going to talk to his teammates and those close to him to try and figure out what the best course of action is for him. And he knows the best course of action for him with the Giants is to be on the field. But this is about business and respect and getting what he feels like he deserves. And quite frankly, I agree with him. I think he deserves it. The whole setup of the league and the contract in this position sucks. The problem you have is the players agreed to it. Now, whether they knew what they were signing, don't know. At the end of the day, they signed off on it. And that's the bad position he's in, playing a position that all of a sudden doesn't get 
receiver money. Hell, doesn't even get left tackle money. And sure as hell doesn't get quarterback money. So this is a this is some poker game. He's got to make a decision what he wants to do. But I will tell you this. I believe that if Saquon Barkley is not there week one with the Giants or week two or week three, I think their season could be over before it starts. I am not a believer that all running backs are created equal. I do not believe that next man up is always as good as the last man. Because if that is the case, then why in the hell do we ever give out big contracts if the next guy can do it just as good as this guy? I do believe there's a difference with Saquon Barkley on the field as opposed to anybody else that the Giants currently have on the roster right now. Now, I'm not saying you couldn't go out and find somebody. Dalvin Cook's out there. I'm not saying that there aren't others that could do the job. But as I look at this roster right now, if I'm a Giant fan... I want Saquon Barkley on the field. He gives me what I believe is their best chance to win and win a lot. Now, I, they're not a 15-win team, but there's no reason that with Barkley that this giant team can't win. What they go, 9-8 and eight last year? And probably should have been better than that towards the end. Kind of got away from them a little bit. But they went 9-8. and eight. And I just mean the last week, if I remember correctly. But are they a 10-win team? Yeah, they should be. They absolutely should be. He sits out the first month of the season. Good luck with your season. Because next man up is not always as good as the man down. I'll just say that. Um, quickly on the baseball. And then again, four calls. We take four calls. Al is out, so here's your chance. 877-337-6666. It can be on Barkley. It can be on the Yankees. It can be on the Mets. It can be on the show. It can be whatever you want. I, I don't care. Four calls next segment. Um, I'll, man, I'll do some of the Mets next segment too. Just on the Yankees, really quick. Uh, you know, you can talk about Aaron Boone. You can talk about Brian Cashman. You can do all of that, I, and I am not going to argue with you because at this point, this team without Judge in the last—I mean, they're just losing series after series after series. They look terrible. Like they look like a bad team now. I always said they were keeping their head above water when I was here with Sal last week you know, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, it felt like a team that was kind of keeping the ship straight and that if we could get Judge back, you never know. And I'm going to go back to that third game in Baltimore. They took the first two. They were making moves up the standings for the wild card race. And then they drop game three. They lose game four. And from that point forward, this team has been a losing team. What is it? Seven of nine now? Does that sound right? I mean, my God, they can hit. They're boring. I mean, two hits last night. They have made the last two pitchers for the Angels look like Cy Young and Doc Gooden in his heyday. I mean, you got to be kidding me. The amount of strikeouts the other night was insane. And then last night, they get two hit, Two hits. Two and you got Stanton and Rizzo. And I don't want to hear about Volpe. I don't want to hear about Peraza. I don't want to hear about uh, IKF. I, and none of these guys. You want to lay some blame? Lay some damn blame at your big ticket items. John Carlos Stanton's a stiff right now. And I don't get it. I really don't. I know for his career, he's been a big home run strikeout guy. I understand. He's turned into Joey Gallo. I mean, holy crap. Now he didn't strike out last night. I give you that. that that's fine. But another 0 for, 0 for 4, 0 for 5 the last night. Rizzo 0 for 5, 0 for 4 last night. 
The two of them in these two games are a combined, what is it, 0 for 18? 0 for 18 out of the two guys that you need to help carry the weight with Aaron Judge out and might be out until God knows when. I know he took batting practice the other day, but have you heard positive news in terms of him coming back today or next week or the week after that? He might be, but who the hell knows? And your two guys that you rely on, that you need to carry the offensive load, have done nothing. Ungats, nothing. I mean, it is just pathetic. Yeah, once in a while, Stanton will take that, that fly swatter out and hit one 600 feet. Great. You know what he does in between that? Nothing. Zilch, zero. That's what he's become, a zero. I joked with G yesterday, would you trade Stanton for Scherzer? He said yes. And I'm not even sure I wouldn't do that because you know it's there. But my God, what the hell has happened? And Rizzo hasn't hit a home run since 2020, uh, since 2015. I mean, holy crap, it's May. The last time he hit a home run, we hadn't hit Memorial Day weekend. It is July 19th, and Anthony Rizzo has gone homerless in that stretch. And his average is in the 240s now. Stanton's under 200. Oh, my God. I mean, just awful. And so now if you're Brian Cashman, what in the hell do you do with the trade deadline? It's not like they're 17 games out. It's not like they're the Mets and eight games out in the wild card race. They're two games out. But right now they are trending in a bad direction, a really bad direction. And we talked about the Mets in June. Be careful because sometimes when things turn and spiral, they spiral out of control. We saw it with the Mets. They couldn't get out of their own way. June ruined their season. Now they're 8-4 and four in their last 12, so I'll give them a heartbeat. That's it. I'll give them a little bit of a heartbeat because they have played 600 baseball in their last, what is it, last 12 games? They're 8-4, and four, something like that. I think that's what it is, 8-4 and four in their last 12. They need to continue that to be taken seriously. But June killed them. If the Yankees continue to go down this path of lose two out of three, lose two out of three, hell, get swept tonight. I don't know. Things can spiral really quickly. And while the Mets are eight out, I don't look at the teams above. I know there's a there's a handful of teams above them. I don't look at that as, eh, those teams are okay. The teams above the Yankees are good. They've got to start taking care of business, and it has to start tonight. The problem is I don't know if they're capable of it as currently constituted. And that's a big problem. I will take a break when we come back. Four calls or one, two, three, whatever, but no more than four. Uh, no more than four. 877 337 It is Al and Jerry, the warm up show. Without Al, he'll be back on Monday. We take it to six o'clock. Boomer and Geo then on the fan.